Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right, welcome to the conversation. Uh, we got a great guest for you guys today. Uh, he's a bit of a handful, as Ted Cruz and Matt Gates just found out. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, one of our favorite actors, Ron Perlman, um, he's been in a thousand things, but you remember from Hellboy, Sons of Anarchy, and so many others. Uh, Ron, welcome back to the Young Turks, brother. Great to be with you, Tank. Okay, so you, you got in a fight with Ted Cruz uh, and Matt Gates on, online, although it might be a literal one uh, soon. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, and, me, too. Uh, me too, bro, me too. Yeah, so... I got a lot of pent-up rage with this coronavirus 90-day thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do, I do. So there's a, we're going to get into the back and forth, uh, but first, uh, the last part of it was you offered up $50,000 to Black Lives Matter if Ted Cruz will get in the ring with you. Um, so do, is the $50,000 if he wrestles you, or is it if he beats you? Well... Uh, is there a none of the above option on the on the on the uh, a la carte here? Because what happened was um, after this whole beatdown day, like you know, like twelve hours worth of of uh, you name it, you know, you, you can have it with Matt Gates. Uh, I I was getting ready to go to bed. I I mean, it it, it actually got to the point where it was so pathetic. I couldn't do it anymore because it seemed as though the way he kept coming back for more, even though it was clearly like pathetic, his responses and what he was taking in terms of incoming was, it almost seemed like it was a sexual fetish that I was satisfying. And, and um, <laughs> it, it made me on the one hand really sad that anybody would um, feel like that kind of discourse was was positive, shining a pot, any kind of positive light on him. And number two, if not, if that's your version of like how you get off or um, what you will uh, accept as attention, even though it's the most negative thing you could possibly you know participate in, then. Either way, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit sick to my stomach. So anyway, I, I close it down at around 7 p.m. Pacific time. And this is after about 12, 14 hours. And as I'm getting ready to go to bed, this is like 10 o'clock at night in L.A., all of a sudden Ted Cruz pops up into my inbox. And I'm thinking, I didn't even have to wait like 12 months for Christmas to come again. It came the same day, man. This was like a gift you didn't know you wanted, and you open it up, and it's like the greatest thing you've ever seen. And what Ted Cruz is, is, is saying to me, because during one of the exchanges with, with Matt, you know, I said, I put up a picture of Jim Jordan of Ohio, and I said, you know, you're lucky for this guy, because if it wasn't for him, you'd be the ugliest politician walking. And so... Cut to like 12 hours later, Ted Cruz shows up and says, 
I'll tell you what, Hellboy, and I, I don't have the exact, so I'm paraphrasing. Here, here I'll, I'll actually read it for the audience. Um, he said, uh, listen, Hellboy, you talk a good game when you've got Hollywood makeup and stuntmen. Um, but uh, he then asked to, to bet you $10,000 for a non-political charity of your choice that you couldn't last five minutes in the wrestling ring with Jordan, a former uh, Ohio State wrestler and assistant wrestling coach. Right. So after I got finished uh, taking this overwhelmingly smiling face of mine that fell to the ground because I couldn't imagine my good fortune here. I mean, you know, having the most reviled, you don't want to call him a public servant, but that's kind of what he, you know, he was put there to be. Um, Walk right into your den, right into your wheelhouse. After I just like thought I had spent all of my, you know, whatever clever barbs and, you know, really, really cool Twitter retorts on, on this other scumbag. Here he is. And not only is he here, but he's, you know, trying to arrange a wrestling match with another guy who's probably asleep at the time because it's 1 a.m. in Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, I mean, how did I get this lucky? How did I? I mean, God, if you're, I mean, I know I've been tweeting, I've been provoking, I've been saying shit for, you know, a long, long time, as you well know. But you never expect for them to walk right into, like, the, 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 away, the away stadium and, you know, offer themselves up for slaughter, which is what happened. Anyway. Yeah, so there's. I have a theory as to why they did it, uh, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. But man, he led with his jaw, and and your next tweet kind of shattered that glass jaw uh, because you mentioned about how he's now kissing Donald Trump's ass when Donald Trump had called his wife ugly uh, and his father an assassin. Um, I thought that was it. I mean, you can't hear. Let's read the exact quote here. Wait, is this the Ted Cruz? Holy shit, man. Is this the same guy that let little Donnie call his wife a dog and his father an assassin and now kisses his ass? Yo, can I get your autograph, man? Man, I got to tell you, Ron, you're a class A troll, man. The way you're trolling him back. But that's perfect. That's exactly right. That's exactly the essence of what's wrong with Ted Cruz. Because it isn't about his wife. It isn't about wrestling. It's that there isn't anything he wouldn't do to get ahead politically. And that he's just morally, deeply morally compromised. I thought that that would definitely end it. Because it was a knockout. Everybody went home. And then they had to be called back into the stadium. Because Ted Cruz was like, no, I'm going to keep going. Were you shocked when he kept going after that? Well, I wake up, uh, I, I, I'm not really sure of the days, but I think I wake up Monday morning thinking, you know, uh, we had our little tryst, you know, right after I sent out the tweet about, because the thing of it is, is like I said, you know what, I'll tell you what, you know, let's leave Jim Jordan out of it. Um, why don't we make it you and me? Because he had offered $10,000 for me to, to fight Jim Jordan. I said, why don't we make it about you and me? And I'll tell you what, I'll give $50,000 to Black Lives Matter 
and you can keep whatever taxpayer-funded money you were planning on spending on this thing. And I figured that's it. He's done. We're over. And it's also it's like eleven o'clock my time, you know, two o'clock Eastern time. He's somewhere between that. Whatever it is, it's too late to be doing this stuff. I wake up the next morning, and um, I I start to get get into an exchange with another one of my friends who we're always loving each other's tweets and we're always going over. And I said, "Well, I guess that's that." Um, he goes. Wait, what? You didn't see this? And it turns out there was another one that Ted had sent either while I was sleeping, while I was sleeping, but either like in the middle of the night or early, early Monday morning, which, you know, it had the same effect. It was like, are you kidding me, man? You really want more of this? You really want more? So um, I was perfectly happy to call it a day and just say, you know, like, uh, I got a chance to finally tell this piece of uh, jet trash uh, what I always thought of him. But now he really wants me to augment and magnify. <laughs> and I mean, who am I to disappoint the guy, right? So uh, if he actually accepted, would you wrestle him for $50,000? I would wrestle him for free, but I would give Black Lives Matter $50,000. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. <laughs> And so now, look, people pointed out you're 70, Cruz is 49. So, you know, that theoretically, has, he's got an advantage there. Uh, you, later, you said bring Mitch McConnell if you want. Um, so you, you think you could take them both? I mean, if you want, I'll, I'll be your tag team partner. I'm happy to do it. Um, I would be willing. I, I really don't care um, how much punishment I have to take. If I get to get in the ring with Ted Cruz, and or Mitch McConnell, whatever you got, I'm happy to take it because you're gonna, whatever you give, you're gonna get a hundredfold. Uh, because uh, I really care about this country, as you know, Jen, because I've been on your show, we've talked about it a lot. And the shit that these guys have been able to get away with in the name of public service is just. Um, soul crushing and um it would be very personal and it would be such a pleasure to, to be able to want these motherfuckers i'm sure i shouldn't be able to shouldn't be saying that on your show so my, my, i fucking apologize I'll, <laughs> I'll that kind of language again. okay see you know why we love ron okay so um ron here's my theory let me run it by you uh, I think that they're trying to be a poor man's Donald Trump, which God help you, right? Um, uh, and Donald, Donald Trump, Trump got famous. Is a poor man's Donald Trump. <laughs> exactly right. So, um, but but Trump uh, gained more and more fame by picking fights with celebrities like Rosie O'Donnell and so many others. And so, my sense of this is, no matter how much they're getting their ass kicked. Uh, and, you know, you made great points about, you know, how, um, you know, the depravity of Ted Cruz to now suck up to, to uh, Trump is unreal. Uh, Jim Jordan, you mentioned uh, his problems with his wrestling record that, you know, he covered up for, it seems, for a doctor. 
uh, who was molesting the, the wrestlers. Uh, six different wrestlers have said, yeah, Jim Jordan knew and didn't do anything. They're stepping in with their leading with their jaws because they think, who cares? There is no such thing as negative publicity. Trump has a so much negative publicity, and all it did was help him, and it became president. So it, my theory is that they're they're going after actors like you to just get a little bit of shine because uh, they think it worked for Trump. What, what do you think about that? I do. I definitely. I. De I mean, I, I'm convinced. You know. You know. I, you know. I and I did. I did audit a psychology class in, in Lehman College in the Bronx. So I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm right about the fact that the only attention Trump got as a kid in, in, a, in a household where both his mom and dad had absolutely no freaking use for him whatsoever was negative attention. So that's what he will settle for. In fact, that's his. That's his. His currency. And um, you, you can tell by the fact that no matter what he does and how much shit he takes for it, the next day he decides to find something even more um, reprehensible to get behind because he is he's addicted to, to this negative attention. It's the only thing he understands and, and it's the only thing he, he knows he's. He's um, making a difference by he has nothing to contribute positively, and he knows that as well. So, but he's so addicted to attention, being the narcissist that he is, and that's basically all I got from that one psychology class I audited. So I should probably stop up there. <laughs> no, I think. By the way, look, of course we're speculating, but that I've uh, said similar things, not exactly, but uh, like his dad clearly called him baby all the time. That's why he, even as a grown man in his sixties, he would end tweets with hashtag sad, hashtag baby. I mean, who says that, right? I mean, which politician, if we're having fun trolling them, that's one thing. But if, I mean, they called you a dick. Uh, I mean, these are supposed yeah. to be United States representatives and senators. And they're talking about, oh yeah, you should be getting a manicure. These are, like childish taunts, which again, from your perspective, is fun. But I mean, it's stunning that we have presidents, senators, and congressmen doing this. And, and did you ever think that the country would devolve to this state? I mean, it's no, it's it's uh, it's it's, but it's just um, it just makes you so. This this horrible um, cauldron full of of nausea and cynicism, and you know, it really, really has an effect on um, you know the, the the looking at something that's absolutely black and saying, "Isn't that white thing beautiful?" I mean, you know, like lying in your face and actually becoming having it become a thing. That those lies become the truth just because he sang them, and he says it over and over, and he has he still has enough of a following that um, he feels like it's it's working and it's justifiable. But when you crush the truth itself, when there's nothing upon which to plant a flag, you know you have no country, you have no core, you have no no thing that you would give your life to except your own a, a need for attention and wealth and all the other things that he, he worships under. The rest of us looking at it, um, you know, it's, 
there are no there are no words. I I I've come up with a lot of words over the course of the three years of having to watch this guy, but there's still never enough um, because um, he he's taking us down this horrible horrible um, rabbit hole that um, is the lowest form of human discourse and includes with it all of the lowest forms of human discourse, including rampant, ravaging racism, um, tribalism, uh, white supremacy, all of the things that we as a society are working so hard to correct and apologize for and rid ourselves of. You know, um, the guy who's playing for the other team is, is has all of the protections that the taxpayers afford. I can't believe he's being protected by the Secret Service. I mean, I, you know, I, I, when I file my income tax, I ask for a refund because of that. Are you protecting this dude? You know, well, and, yeah, I, I get why they are, obviously. But on the other hand, they have, they've spent a tremendous amount of money doing that because of all of his golf outings uh, and personal trips that he's taken. But, uh, so now on to impossible questions. So, Ron, you know, when I think about how odious Trump is, as you were explaining, uh, then I, but then I think about Ted Cruz and how, like, I, I'd rather quit politics than kiss the ass of a guy who called my wife ugly and my dad a murderer. Uh, I'd rather do anything but that. Um, who, so then who's worse, uh, Donald Trump or Republicans like Ted Cruz, who full well knowing who Donald Trump is, have decided to serve him? Yeah, that's yeah. the question everybody's scratching their heads over, like, you know, uh, this new wonderful uh, um, um, movement uh, that, they're, that they're calling the Lincoln Project to try to shine a light. These are all ex-Republicans who have had their heart broken to see that that's the, what this party has turned into and there's some amazing people who are doing these commercials for the Lincoln Project. But um, that's what everybody's scratching their head about. I mean, they'll, they'll run two minutes of footage of things that Lindsey Graham said while he was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Trump. And then they'll run two minutes of what he's saying, you know, as if he never said that. So when you have a guy who's on the public dole, who we're paying his salary, who we sent to serve us, to further the, the, the advancement of, you know, uh, we the people of e pluribus unum, of all of all of these aspirational things that are in all of our founding paperwork, um, who is able to know that these tapes are out here quoting him, calling him, calling Trump the biggest lowlife who ever came down the fucking pike and the next year saying, I never said that. If that's not, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the fact? And these guys find themselves in the majority. So when something as important as impeachment comes for truly committing high crimes and misdemeanors, which because of coronavirus and because of Black Lives Matter, we don't even remember that. It was only three months ago. The guy got impeached. He should have been taken out of office. But you have guys like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell who said this, this um, the stuff I'm quoting, said this is a scourge, this man. And next year saying he's the greatest thing since Lincoln. 
How do you expect to have an even playing field? And why would you ever, ever wonder why for 23 days people have been taken to the streets and allowing themselves to get their heads bashed in? Because they've just said, you know what, man? This sucks. Yeah. And that's the state uh, that we're in. Um, you know, it's it's just a murderer's role of ghouls and goblins. So when I think about the four people that you mentioned in this uh, Twitter fight, Cruz, Gates, McConnell, and Jim Jordan, impossible question number two, rank them. Uh, who, who's the worst out of those four? How would you rank them? I think Mitch McConnell has done more damage to the Republic than um, anyone since Benedict Arnold. Um, he he is the, the 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 worst example of someone who is the embodiment of the vision of the founding fathers. They create a constitution, and um, thanks to our friend Mitch McConnell, who never did anyone for any anything for anyone except if it enabled him to remain in power and continue to line his pockets. I mean, I, I've, I've urged people on Twitter, look at what his net worth was when he entered Congress and look at what it is now. We all know what a, what, what a senator makes as, as, as a living. You're not going to tell me that, you know, the, the billions and billions of dollars that are in his bank accounts now were from what the taxpayer. So he's number one. The rest of them are clowns, but they're, they're dangerous clowns because they have votes and they have a say as to um, how we better ourselves and how we evolve and what justice really looks like. And that's, that's everything. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you on McConnell. I think he's clearly number one, heart of darkness, arguably worse than Trump. Because Trump is so ignorant, he doesn't know he's ignorant. Uh, whereas McConnell knows, and he knows exactly what he's doing. And he serves, uh, you know, the donor class and has just ripped our society apart. Uh, I'd have it at McConnell, Cruz, Jordan, then Gates, which is unbelievable that Gates comes in fourth worst. I mean, there's like, like he'd come in number one on almost any other list. And so it, this is the... This is the, the ghouls that we got to deal with in Congress, and we live in dark times, but November's around the corner. Uh, Ron Perlman, I love that you're in the fight. Uh, I love that you caused them to expose uh, who they are. So uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing that, shining a light uh, on the problems that we've got. Uh, always, always, always a pleasure, Jane. Thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for having me, and God bless you. No problem. All right. See you, friend.